week 145 on hashtag verse tv and this one is coming from life learned feelings and it says i don't care how old you are you need to tell someone your whereabouts because there is too much going on in this world so as far as this topic is concerned first who wants to go first i always am willing to acquiesce i'm sorry yeah i'll go okay go ahead um so for me um in my younger days probably a few years back um i was very rebellious um, towards letting anyone know where I was at because of my relationship and stuff with my family, you know? So I would just leave and go and I, I wouldn't tell nobody where I was at. I would just take vacations and stuff, you know? Um, but as I got older, um, in the past couple of years, you know, uh, I did find it important to at least tell someone your whereabouts, um, where you are, where you're going at, because it's always important because you do have loved ones and people who care about you and like want to make sure that you're okay um, in your life, you know, and I was in a place of um, a moment of, I don't care uh, at one point in life, you know, that I don't care who, who say they care about me and things like that, because I felt like no one actually cares. Um, but now coming a couple years ahead, I see that, the care and love that people say that they have, they actually do have for me, you know, and that was just my mindset, um, blocking them out and saying, I don't want to tell nobody where I'm at. But I think that it is very important for you to tell someone somewhere where you are, what you're doing, because it's very important because if something happens, you would have not just yourself to worry about, but a whole lot of other people who would be wondering where you are, what you're doing, are you okay, you know, hurting and feeling like you're gone. So I think that's where I'm at with that. Lovely answer. And, and I would like to go next because something that you said really connected with me and I, I, I might've taken it somewhere other than exactly what you were saying, but as far as not telling people where you are and you said because of your relationship with your family and i i, I think about myself now i i my relationship with my family i, I i'm i, I have a, a good relationship with my family and i i'm happy about that and my family is actually has has been very accepting of my sexuality largely. Nevertheless, I, I, and I don't, I kind of know where it comes from, but I, I don't need to take us on that long road. But I kind of have a, a really conservative part of myself that didn't want to be homosexual and I, I fought myself with it and I fought myself in shame and what I thought about as it relates to this topic is 
what I was going to initially talk about exclusively was just that back in my thought days or my sexual exploration days, I I ugh, I had some crazy, not crazy, but I, I, I did some wild things seeing people and I would never tell anybody where I was going because I was like, one, I'm grown. But two, I, I think there was also an aspect of shame that was in it, subconscious shame that was in it. So I, I, I wouldn't tell anybody, I, I would just go and do it. And particularly while I was in school, you know, in DC, brand new city, Howard University, Bison, and I, I would meet dudes and let them drive me anywhere, anywhere. And I, I, I would get in these dudes' cars and I didn't even know that city. I, I, I wasn't from DC, so I didn't know anything about it and just let the dudes drive me wherever. And fortunately, like the old Trinity 5-7 song, it's by God's grace, you know, that I'm here to tell the story. I particularly connect with this though, because that was in the early 2000s. So the early 2000s, because I'm an early 80s baby, I'm a little bit older. And in the early 2000s, when I was in school, it, it was somewhat new and people didn't know how much necessarily that they could get online and take advantage of people and harm people. And now through the magic of news telling everybody, hey, this if you want to sneak and kill somebody or sneak and steal from somebody or sneak and whatever, this is a way to do it. Just get on this app and do dot, dot, dot. And here's the blueprint for you. And maybe we'll catch you after you, you do what you've done. And that's not cool. And I also, I, I don't want to, I feel it's kind of unfair for me to say, kids, now you need to always, I don't know the answer because it's like, I feel that my thought days, my sexual exploration days were beneficial because it allowed me to have the experience, be like, I've done that. I don't need to do it anymore. You know, even though I was just always looking for love in all the wrong bedrooms. And I don't want to say to somebody else, this next generation that you can't do that. You kind of can't. You, you, you can't tell, tell somebody where you are. Tell somebody where, where you're going. Even if you have to, because I, I think about people like me and I didn't really have a host of friends and stuff like that. But here's a benefit. Since you have the internet now, like broken out with the social media world and stuff like that. Tell some, tell one of your social media friends, tell them if you don't hear from me, I, I'm going to meet so-and-so. 
who might be my next boyfriend, or he might just be the next guy to bust on my back, um, bust uh, semen on my back. But tell somebody, tell your internet friend that I'm going to see him, and if you don't hear from, I will get, and that's the answer, hallelujah. Mm. If you don't hear from me by 12, and it doesn't matter where your social media friend is, it doesn't matter, but tell them, I will message you at 12. I will message you at 2 a.m. Let you know I, I made it home safely. If you don't hear from me, notify XYZ that something is wrong. You know, so you don't have to tell XYZ yourself, but they'll know that they, how to pass it on to them. That's the answer. That's the answer. Golly, I've been wondering about that for, for years. Anyway, I, I, I think that's my whole... Uh, First date, public place. First date, public place. First date, public place. Even if you go to freaking Panera Bread on the first date. First date, public place. Boom. Chrissy Marie. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. Definitely let somebody know. Um, <clears throat> and because we're in the information age, you can check in online. You can check in somewhere. To let the world know that you're right here at this time without giving out your business, you know. Seriously, I do have a huge family. I have a lot of cousins that I'm very close with and that if I meet someone new for a date or go out on a date with somebody, I tell a, a handful of people, listen, you don't see me after today. <laughs> This is where I was at, what time, and who with, you know. But um, because, uh, you know, um, it's a little different for women. It's a little bit different, um, which um, unfortunately it is. I don't know. It shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, we're perceived to be more vulnerable. But, um, uh, yeah, definitely tell somebody because it's a safety, it's a safety issue. You know, and you're right, Morgan Morgan. Those people, they cared about you. That's why they said, hey, you always got to let somebody know where you what's going on. You know, you don't have to give complete details. But at least let us know where you're going and who you're going to be with. And, you know, what, you know, what's the... You don't have to go into detail about the plan. But at least say, hey, look, I'm expected to... I don't know if I'm going to stay the night or if I'm going to go home or... You know, whatever the deal is, you don't you don't have to tell all of that, but at least tell who you're with and where you're at. You know, it's a safety thing. So, because um, I'm a I'm a very private person, I don't like people in my business. But um, if you know, just like like I said, if it's with if you're meeting someone new, um, and especially today, there's sex trafficking. There's you know, rape still exists across the board. doesn't matter what your sexual orientation. You know, you have to be safe. You have to be safe. People are on the prowl. People have, you know, their own agendas. You know, they may not be really interested in getting to know you or whatever. They're not, they may not have the same type of interests or intentions that you do. So definitely be safe and tell somebody. 
Our first card is, do you prefer to be the dominant one or the submissive one in the bedroom? And who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. Both. Okay. Both. I like a I like a I like a healthy balance. Um, I like to be told what to do, but I also like to be given that uh permission, if you will. To tell you what to do. Yeah. Morgan Morgan. Okay. So for me, um I would say that at heart, I'm dominant, you know, but I am also submissive because I want to make sure that the person that I'm with, engaging with, um, that they are feeling everything that they want to feel, need to feel, like, you know, but I also have that moment of dominance where it's those, like, I want to take this over for real, you know, so um, <laughs> that's that's basically me, you know, um, I, like, I have been with someone who's shorter than me. I'm five ten. <laughs> I'm five ten and a half. You know, I am not super tall, but I'm five ten and a half. I do like a taller, taller person. You know, um, but also I have dated like my most recent relationship. Like um, I dated someone who's five three. You know, um, in that situation, in that moment, I felt like I had to be dominant because like I was the taller one. You know, um, I felt like that was me. You know, like I was superior, but it wasn't on a macho thing or anything like that. But it just was like, I don't think that you can fulfill because of your height what I need to feel. So I had to dominate this situation. Um, and it's really awesome that you said something about Chrissy, about how you can um, communicate with um, someone about what you need and what you want. Like, you know, how to how to please you, you know, because uh, I had a conversation recently with my friend um, and she was saying that she would be afraid to communicate that with um, someone telling them how to please them because um, she's afraid that they would take that to uh, another person like and please them, you know, and I'm just like, so how do you do it? And she was like, um, I make it work for me basically she makes it work for her so she can get hers he can get his basically um so it's very interesting that i heard that from you but overall i think that i am i would say that i'm, I'm submissive but dominant at heart uh pretty much <laughs> all right both dominant too sexy just throwing that out there all right, both. I hear y'all. All right. Now, I, I, I will say for myself, <laughs> I am a six foot two dude, and I like to be the submissive one. Um, and I, I remember back in the day, when I was, i.e. the early 2000s, when I was entering the dating world, how people used to be like, I don't want some short person 
topping me. I'm tall. I, I can't have that because I'm, I'm tall. And nowadays it seems like, at least particularly when I go on dating apps such as Jack and Plenty of Fish and stuff like that, all of the tall guys, and I have theories as to why, but it seems like the tallest guys are often the submissive bottoms and the shortest guys are often the dominant tops. But I, I, I think that's cute. I think that's cool, you know, because as members of the LGBT community, you know, we, we don't have to follow a societal's society's expectations for what one person should be or what another. And that's why darn right, Chrissy, you, you can go back and forth with it. Yes, you know, so I, I, I think that's cool. And yeah, you know, tall people can, uh, although sometimes, for example, there's one guy that I've dated off and on, he is very tall, taller than me, and he is very much a, an exclusive top. Anyway, um, I also did put in here that I, I wanted to comment on the fact that, oh, and yes, I, I feel that that goes along with society's change because it used to be, like I said, that taller people would be like, I don't want no short dude topping me. You can't. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. But now it seems like that's sort of changing and shifting. And I also wanted to connect that with a question for Chrissy Marie. Do you think women are, are still as much requiring men to be taller than them or do you feel are you seeing more of a a mix of women being willing to be taller than their man or women just be yeah that would you say that that's more commonplace in hetero society now than it used to be well i'm 511 and i'm not superficial when it comes to that those types of things I like what I like, which is men. And as long as you have the right equipment <laughs> and you have the, uh, you know, you have the confidence that is plenty. You know how to talk to me. You know how to touch me and all that. Um, and because I, I know how to tell you what I want. So it's not, that's not an issue. Whether you're taller than me or you're eye to eye, you know, it's not really an issue to me. That's just a superficial thing in my opinion, for a man to be shorter, you know. Okay. Yeah, and, and what made me think of that was one of the guys in, in the article was like, because I'm five, six and women don't like being me being short. And I'm like, is it really that way for all women now? But it's probably, anyway, self-fulfilling prophecy. All right, last card for the evening. And it is, if your child told you that he, she was gay, 
how would you respond? I'll go first. And part of the thing as far as, oh, or, or were you raising your hand, Morgan, Morgan? Okay. Now, this card, it, it seems like, well, you know, this is an LGBT plus and ally social media millennial collective at Verse TV. So we should always just, the answer should always just be, I, I, I'll accept them, whatever. But then I was like, well, maybe some people have nuances to how they would handle the situation. So I'll say, let, let's say me and my husband have a child. I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it, y'all. Me and my husband have a child. And our child, too, comes or adopt a child. And our child, too, is like daddy and uh, papi. I, I, I think I'm gay. I would like to think that I would respond with affirming acceptance. And I, I, I feel that it's definitely even more possible now. I, I have an aunt in particular who works in education and she explained how a lot of kids nowadays kids are, are much more open to being like, I'm gay. I, this is my, I'm, I'm a guy, this is my boyfriend. And she was like, a lot of kids actually have that experience in school. And I'll be honest, I didn't quite have that experience of puppy love because again, my conservative side was fighting against myself on the inside with not wanting to accept that with myself. But with kids nowadays, people being more comfortable living their truth, being who they are, Gen Z has got it right. And Gen Z adults, I think are as old as 25 now. And that's, that's a good thing. And I would like to think that I would, even though I didn't have that puppy love experience, I would try to still guide them and be happy and do the best I can expressing appropriate excitement when he comes home and is like, I have a boyfriend, yay. And express appropriate sadness when he's like, we broke up, Oh you know, appropriate with the experiences, you know, and I, I would be happy that the child, my child, be a gay or lesbian, whatever, learns to live their truth at that age. Boom. Whoever wants to go next. So me personally, I don't have any children. So, you know, uh, I'm just speaking from a outside experience. I know, Christy, you have children. But um, for me, I would be accepting, of course, you know, um, because for one, like, that's the lifestyle that I live. Like, I'm part of LGBT 
community, you know. So, of course, I'd be accepting. But on the other hand, I would also be worried because I know that I also live this lifestyle. And I know that what, it, what that means and what that entails, you know. It has become more open and accepting for people to come out. And I have seen a lot more um, children and teenagers, like, living their truth, basically, you know. Um, but growing up for me, you know, I was bullied. You know, even before I can say the word I'm gay or, you know, or I'm this or I'm that, you know, people were already labeling me, you know, I was afraid to go to my parent, you know, my mother and say, hey, mom, this is what I think that I am, you know, or when I did at 16 years old and say that I'm bisexual, you know, it was a negative response, basically, you know, um, so that left me still being kind of in the closet and going through life that way, you know, and kids still bullying me and seeing something that I knew that I was or I experienced as a child, you know, but I couldn't admit that to them because I was afraid that my parent would figure out, you know. So for me, um, I would try to be as supporting as I can be um, to my child, um, to my children, you know, and I would accept the fact that they had came to me and told me that, you know, hey, I'm gay, you know, um, but I would also be in fear that maybe my child would possibly go through the same thing that I've been through, you know. Um, so I would try to make sure that I would be um, ahead of those things, uh, making sure that they know that I'm here for you. If, if anything's going on, let me know. If you need to talk about anything, if you don't understand something, I'm here. Um, so that we can avoid those situations and that we can put a stop to those things, possibly and hopefully, you know. And that's all I have to say about it. Right. Chrissy Marie. Well, those are both very great responses to that type of statement. And as you both know, I have I have children. I have four. I have two daughters and two sons. And I definitely would be accepting and I definitely would encourage them to, you know, make the same type of choices that I was encouraged to make. You know, uh, be safe, you know, you know, know yourself first and don't accept certain types of things from people, you know, because even uh, within the LGBT plus community, there's still abuse. There's still, you know, this type of negative type of toxic type experience that you can experience with people across the board. It doesn't matter who you decide to love or who who you know that you love, you know, if you know yourself, um, definitely I would encourage them to, to know themselves first and, and accept who they are fully accept yourself. You know, I'm going to accept you cause you're my baby. I'm going to accept you and I'm going to encourage you to be safe. And I'm going to encourage whoever you love to, um, you know, treat you right. Or mama's going to lay the hands. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Okay, um, as long as you as you you know, um, just don't accept less than what you deserve, because um, I you know I've been there as a hetero woman, you know. So um, I can't imagine not being able to be accepted for who you know what you like and love. I can't imagine that. So I would never you know, pressure my children into being a certain type of way just because it's socially, it's the social norm, 
you know, it's just not, uh, to me, that this, it's just not right um, to not let a person walk in their truth. You know, and our children are, are people. So, you know, they're, they're, they're children, but they're definitely people. They have feelings, they have thoughts, you know, and I know there's all types of things that are of influence outside of us, but you know who you are from, you know, you know who you are from an early age, you know, whether you're encouraged to express that or not, it it definitely does have a lot, have a lot to do with who's raising you and, you know, who's, you know, um, who's, uh, giving you those positive affirmations or who is, um, making it okay to be accepted for who you are, you know, it's, it, it really does start with where you, where you, where you're reared, where, you know, who you're around when you're a child. Cause, um, you know, you're right. People will label you. You will label you, but I definitely would accept whatever makes my children happy. I want them to be happy. I want them to be safe. I want them to be successful, you know. And if they're if they're just happy with being who they are, that's success. And I encourage that definitely. I'm an advocate for that. So um, that's my answer. Hallelujah. Right on. All right. So we have come to the end of the show. This has been Hashtag Verse TV, week 145. And as always, I will, everybody, what you're going to do, you're going to say your name. You're going to say where you can be found on social media. And anything else that that you want to add before we close. And then at the end, I will finish up with where to find the rest of the stuff. Starting with Chrissy Marie. Hey, everyone. It's Chrissy Marie from Cleveland, Ohio on Valentine's Day 2022 on Hashtag Verse TV, the homeless talk show. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Chrissy Marie or on Facebook at my government, Christine Shields. And it was wonderful. This was a great discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Morgan Morgan. Hello, everyone. My name is Morgan Morgan. I'm from Maryland. You can find me on Instagram at dish the T. That's D-I-S-H-E the T underscore. Or you can find me on Facebook at Morgan Morgan. All right. And in closing, I'm Aaron Mack. This has been Verse TV week 145. And you can find all Verse TV stuff at hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. Or you can even check out our website, www.versetv.com. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful week and And you you know what? Peace and stay blessed. All right. Bye. Hashtag Verse TV. Chrissy Marie from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Aaron Mack. 
This is Morgan Morgan. I'm from Merlin. Hashtag Burst TV. Week 145.